Hi, everyone. I'm Alan Schimmel. And I'm Mitchell Ashley. And you're watching and listening to DevOps Chats. All right. Hey, Mitchell, I think, you know, it only took us five or six shows, but we finally got our rhythm back. Got to get that flow, get that rhythm. We got it. We got it. We got it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Mitch, interesting week in DevOps. We're going to highlight, I think we're going to highlight today two articles that, actually three articles that appeared on DevOps.com, but one of them was also the subject of a discussion we had on TechStrong Gang. Mm-hmm. And and for those of you watching or listening who are not familiar with TechStrong Gang, it's a fairly new feature, only in the last three weeks or so. But it's our leadoff for every episode, every show of TechStrong TV, where we get the gang together. It's Mitchell and I and Mike Vizard and Sharon Florentine, Amanda Rizzini. And then we have various gang member guest speakers, John Willis, Mark Hinkle, Tracy Bannon, Tracy Reagan. Uh, um Bob Russellman, Russellman, who's featured on the one we're going to talk about today, and others, you know, who come in as a special guest. It's 30 to 45 minutes of just covering what's news and and what's happening and speaking our minds. So we've now broken those out on TechStrong TV so you can watch just gang episodes. I don't know. It still sounds a little funny to me. I feel like I should be in the crypto blood thing. but the old game. um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, something. the Textron Gang episodes, and we're also spinning it up into a separate podcast, so you can check it out there. All right, Mitchell, enough of the commercials. <laughs> you want to kick it off for today? Yeah, our, our our good friend, we've known Mark Hornbeek for a long time, one of the people well-known in DevOps, wrote a really good book around DevOps engineering approach to it, and he, you know, he's got a lot of test background in his uh, experience. And he wrote an article that's on devops.com called Forget Shift Left, Why No Shift is the Future of Software Innovation. And and I take his article to be kind of a position paper on why this new approach of, well, maybe we don't need to shift anymore, meaning put testing, put security, put all the, you know, try to do those earlier in the cycle. And we can more accurately or, or just as easily start to rely on testing software in production through the use of kind of really intelligent use of feature flagging so we can disable and enable things and imagine update them when they have issues and using AI to help us do testing. And that was the premise of it. I'm curious your thoughts about, did it strike you like a Eureka? Ooh, that's, that's, that's very cool. Did you kind of say, Hmm, wow, that's opposite of what we've been doing. Is that going to work? You know, I think it's kind of back to the future. Um, so let me <laughs> let me preface this by saying I have a tremendous amount of respect for Mark. Sure. Great test oh, yeah. engineer oh, yeah. and, and a real student of DevOps. And he was really helped us a lot with the DevOps Institute, stuff like that. Um, however, I think this is strike one here. There's a big swing and a miss. Mm. Um and I'll tell you why. It, to me, it sounds very much like you don't mind being my guinea pig, do you? I'm going to do some A-B feature flag testing on you. Tell me what you think. Oh, it didn't work for you. It crashed. It did this. It, you had a mission-critical thing going on, but I was experimenting like you're my canary. Um, I thought we moved past you know, the idea that DevOps somehow means that we release software in beta. And then mm-hmm. when it doesn't work, we say, oops, sorry, we're, we're looking for feedback loops. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say back to the future. It's, I think it's, 
It's a DevOps cha-cha, one step forward, two steps back. I remember I worked with a, a development team, test team. The leader of the test team says, yeah, I think our philosophy is if it works in production, it would have worked in test. Right. <laughs> of course. And if it doesn't, it wouldn't have worked in test. <laughs> now we hey, know. We don't have I'm to go to test. I'm sorry you had that downtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate losing those customers. Well, uh, you know, so, so I had kind of that reaction also myself about it. Then I thought about, okay, so what in the strategy might be helpful to us, right? And I, if I kind of pick in, pick in there, deep reach in there, the idea of more intelligent use of feature flags, and could we use AI to help us find out the things that we can't find out anywhere else but in production, not testing all of our software in production. Okay, I don't now, disagree that. Might that. Merit some, that might merit, yeah. and maybe that's I mean, what I, I agree, there are from. things that you can only find out in production, and that is a great reason why you have those feedback loops and why you iterate and reiterate and iterate again. However, doing it wholesale at the expense of testing prior to deployment it, it don't it does just doesn't make sense to me. I think we're on the same page. So you know, I'll, I'll give Mark partial credit. How about that? For I think there's some interesting nuggets in there of maybe we can explore. It didn't on on first blush, and I wish we had. You know, we could do a whole podcast with Mark talking with him about this kind of stuff, and I'm sure he's got some more thoughts you can't capture in a brief article. But um, I think you and I are on the same page. Absolutely. In violent agreement here. What a way to start the show, Mitch. What a way. Yeah, we put, did I pick the softball to start with? Is that, that Yeah, what I that was an easy one. Swatted. <laughs> back, back, back. It's out of here. It's okay. Here. Bounced off What the else wall. you got for us? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Something that we do on a regular basis, just kind of given the times and uh, folks looking for work that might be you know, out of work or maybe switching jobs. One of the things that uh, Mike Vizard and the editorial team have been doing is they have this five great DevOps jobs, kind of rolling article, De De DevOps jobs opportunities. And I wanted to spotlight that and highlight that for folks. Um, and, and, you know, these aren't just kind of random, oh, you, you might, well, maybe you should be a platform engineer or you should do something else. I mean, he literally is a hey, Northrop Grumman in, in Virginia is hiring a DevOps engineer as a consulting lead, McKesson, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they're real jobs and he's pointing those out. Now, will every reader go out there and apply for those and, and flood the zone? Maybe, but I think the point is that there are good jobs out there and, and the editorial teams Kind of trying to do their part to to help further uh, the the job search process. I'm curious your perspective. Were you part of them creating this, or did they do that all on their own? And no, they, this was it? the editorial team. Actually, truth be told, I think it was the editorial and marketing team. Because ah, okay. you know, still, what is the most what is some of the most popular searches under DevOps, and it's DevOps jobs. Yeah, and you know, for a while there, it was impossible to hire. a so-called DevOps engineer, um, they're in such demand. But in today's tech climate, of course, there are more layoffs. It's a little harder to find jobs. And there are plenty of people, you know, back then, a tech-strong engineer, excuse me, a DevOps engineer, you had to know Puppet or Chef. Mm -hmm. You don't see that as a requirement as much anymore. Um, but nevertheless, there are a lot of people with DevOps skills 
who were looking, and we thought it was it'd be a good sort of public service on a weekly or biweekly basis to highlight some really good positions out there. Good. We'll check it out. Hope our, our listeners, mm-hmm. watchers will go uh, go check yeah, those things out. Yeah, that's on DevOps.com. You could search them there, and they're there. That's helpful. You know, I've then got Mitch, another, you had another article on DevOps.com, right? Yeah, yeah I do. It's one uh, about Tab9 uh, releasing their uh, testing platform, creating tests using generative AI. But what's unique about that, they, they've had this capability kind of using the generalized LLMs, uh, but they've been working with Google and they've actually taken the next step, which is, we would call it, I think we've used the term domain-specific LLMs, where actually you load your code base into the LLM along with what it has as reference material. And from that, it can generate test cases for you, test software. That's great. Like that. So it seems like a first kind, at least that I've seen in this area. Maybe others. Are it's doing the first time like I've this. seen it specifically for testing. Exactly. So I tend to call these things now SLMs, small yeah. language modules, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So the 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 AI still has that large language LLM at their disposal, but first it looks for answers in the SLM, and then mm-hmm. and then goes through there. Um, you know, as I as we've talked about before, Mitch, right? I think we're just scratching the surface of use cases for these kinds of things. This is the first time I've seen it specific to making a, a testing coverage mm-hmm. kind of uh, plan. But why not? It sounds like a no brainer to me. Yeah, I think that's sort of what we all implicitly had in our heads of well to generate test cases. We need to under- understand our own software. So how does that get loaded into you know, some backend that generative AI is going to use to provide those t- versus just being in an IDE and kind of interpreting as you're going along. You need to know your code base too, to really do effective testing. It's not just unit testing, functional testing in an IDE. Agreed. Agreed. So again, yeah. that's an article on uh, devops.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. You know, so total, total boondoggle sidetrack rabbit trail, rabbit hole. This may every once in a while I'll think of these questions like there isn't really an answer to this question, but I thought, what happens when we're generating all this code and what and, and it's happening? We're generating all this code using generative AI and it's basing it on the code base that we fed it. And then the generated code gets added back to the code base that the LLM's using and it generates more code. And do you get into kind of this like kind inbreeding? Of, yeah, what well, inbreeding or an infinite loop? Some people loop. call it Southern AI. <laughs> Southern AI. That's your words, not mine. <laughs> no. Bless like, your heart. But um, you know, you tend to get when when things when things feed feedback when you get these loops, you get feedback, meaning like in the yeah. sound in, in the sound, you get a, a feedback sound. Are you going to start to get weird errors or well, weird outcomes? Was- you know. Yeah, I think it would definitely lead eventually to some poisoning or bias in there. Kind of reminds me, you ever see the picture of a guy looking in the mirror, he's looking in the mirror, he's looking in the mirror, that guy's looking at, you know, and, and it goes all the way through and it kind uh-huh. of it gets a little freaky on you. Yeah. Uh, but it also distorts, and I think that's what would happen here. Exactly. So, and, yeah, distortion. Don't, don't kiss your first cousin and don't create kind of that feedback on, on, Generative AI generated code. 
I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of that, but it was like, hmm, that's an interesting problem. I wonder, wonder yeah, what will happen no, with I, that. I mean, it would be an interesting experiment to see how many generations it would take until poisoning sets in and you got, you know, kids with three eyes or something. Exactly. Um, or I could get really, really metaphysical and maybe there's another dimension of which that AI LLM is working just fine. You just need to grab that one. Perfect. You know, some quantum computing will fix it. Who knows? Yep. Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry for the, the, uh, side no, no, look, it was kinda... an interesting thought. That's why we do DevOps chats, Mitchell. So we can explore where no one has gone before. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five-year mission it, we're on here. <laughs> make it so. <laughs> make it so. <laughs> you know, so exploring, we had one of our livelier, I'd say most lively conversations to date, uh, on tech strong, tech strong gang. Um, I think Bob around Russell Monday of, uh, uh, February 26th, 26th. Yeah, yep. it, it was, and it was, uh, what, what kind of sparked it was this article that Don McVitie wrote, essentially what's the end, end goal of DevOps? Have we gotten there yet? Dad, are we there yet? Yep. And can we stop? I need to go to the bathroom. No, that part wasn't it, but the, are we there yet? Yeah. What's in the article? And well, to be fair, Mitchell, that was just the preliminary match for the main event of oh. that text drug gang, which was around working from home. But we'll save that for oh, another show. That was yeah, that was the cage yeah. match part of Yes, that was the cage death match. But <laughs> this is just a basic <laughs> MMA fight, you know, not right, the cage this match. was this was your run of the mill, you know. <laughs> but stop you know, the bleeding. Don, Don's point was like, well, what's the business goal? What are, what are we in state? Are we trying to reach? I'm, I'm grossly paraphrasing what his article mm -hmm. is about and everybody should go read it because it asks a good question about business value. And I think, I think you may have responded first and I followed up, but it, it was kind of that, you know, DevOps isn't a destination. It's a journey was really the answer. Yeah. It's, it's, we don't say what's the end state of agile or what's the end yeah. state of waterfall. You know? and, and and quite frankly, at least those have real definitions and there's a manif agile manifesto and everything else. When you get something like DevOps that quite frankly, purposely was never had a manifesto or purposely never had a defined definition, mm -hmm. right? And now you all of a sudden you want what the end goal is. The end goal is to make software better, faster, make mm -hmm. better software, faster, higher quality. Kind of metrics that are important to the business, right? It's you know, and there's no end. There's the Dora metrics. There's other metrics. I and I get all that, but you know, trying to pin the tail on the DevOps donkey with an end goal is just that—a kid's game, mm -hmm. in my hey, opinion. Right? And, it and is Don is another friend. He's a smart guy. You know, so oh, he's no, Don, put, Don, and Don's himself a out there with some ideas, right? Yeah, no, Don's a thinker, and he throws it out there. But I, you know. It also kind of reminded me of the people who were like, you know, culture, small shirts, all kumbaya. I want to see the tools. <laughs> yeah. Right? All that soft stuff. Yeah. And, and so, but they missing the point on DevOps, which is the culture, which is the breaking down of the silos, which is the cross-functional teams working closely together so they could go faster and better. Mm -hmm. The whole cams thing and everything. So, um, I, I, you know, I think Don was highlighting 
what many might consider a, a soft white underbelly of DevOps, where I consider it its strength. Yeah, it's lack of specificity, maybe, or it's open-endedness, maybe is another way to say it. Right. Fair it's enough. adaptability to, okay. Well, this, and, it, and why I say adaptability is actually one of the things I strongly believe is by not dogmatically describing it or defining it. Yeah. You, know, you oftentimes hear me, right? I talk about methodology wars. I remember the, this methodology is the right one and they're all bad, right? Kind of religious arguments almost. And DevOps is kind of the no, you know, what maybe CICD is the place to start, but we need help here. This is our biggest issue. Let's work on this bottleneck or this problem or where we're inefficient or whatever. It isn't a, if you're not doing it this way, then you're doing it wrong. No, you do it the way that makes sense to you. The principles and the ideas there are what you're adopting, right? And there's tools and culture and process all in support of that. Agreed. Agreed. But it's a good point. And I think, Mitchell, it also sort of segues into DevOps Next, our Got DevOps campaign that's coming up. I mean, you're mm -hmm. heading a big research project on this about where is DevOps? Do we need an end goal? What's the current state of DevOps, if you will? And where are we and, going next? Um, you know, just I don't want to put too much out of the bag, but in addition to survey and interview data, we're actually going to rely on our own proprietary mm -hmm. uh, DevOps.com data that we've amassed, you know, over 10 years. We have years. a mountain of, and it's extremely valuable. Absolutely. Yeah, to show, to show where, where people are going with DevOps next. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be doing slices of that as well. So, you know, looking forward to what you come up, no pressure, Mitch, but looking forward to what you come up with there. You know, my, my goal with this report is that, you know, how they can predict that uh, we're going to have a, a hurricane by people buying all, all the milk and bread out of a, out of a grocery store. A by what people yeah. Google, you know, <laughs> I need a, a, a backup power supply. So we must be going to have a storm. Maybe we'll be able to do that with the DevOps. Uh, well, as someone from Florida, search. I can tell you that shit don't work. <laughs> that um, doesn't work. <laughs> as soon as they say there's a possibility of a storm brewing in North Africa that may come across, we're out of water, milk, and eggs around here. So the, um, you're saying the butterflies' the wings, butterflies' wings yeah. flap in yeah. Africa, and oof, right, milk's gone. It, it's crazy <laughs> um, in Florida. But you know, it, uh, sometimes it be, can become a self fulfilling prophecy too, right? Mm -hmm. You get people. I, I was saying that tongue in cheek, of course. No, I I know, but <laughs> you know how I get when you mention hurricanes down here. Oh, I know it's um, your favorite topic. Yeah, in Florida, <laughs> and and working it out. Well, we don't need measles vaccines here anymore. It seems it's a I, it's an individual choice. I don't know what you're doing down there. You should bottle it, you know, or you know, I don't know what you do. I think we it. should shoot it. Is what we should do. But <laughs> and you know, we're allowed to have guns. No big deal. I felt but threatened. Yeah. Weren't they going to pass like some open carry? You don't need they did. any. Well, they did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Everything goes here. Oh, every, well, everything. Well, I call Florida except, the land. Except of no reading rules. any book you want, having control of. Well, let's not make it a political thing, Mitch. Now yeah, that's another podcast. We'll have to yeah, that's that. a different podcast. Anyway, <laughs> Don's articles on DevOps.com and a very lively discussion on our TechStrong gang. From February 26th, if you go on TechStrong TV, you could probably get it there. And shortly, depending when this plays, you'll be able to see it on a podcast on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, excuse me, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Just look up TechStrong Gang. Your favorite platform.
Absolutely. Mitch, excellent show today on DevOps Chats, man. It's, it's been fun. It's, you know, with the more we do this, uh, I know I think it's for both of us, but it's such a flashback reminisce and we're still getting to do the podcasting. Like, Well, we yes. But you know what they say about, and I'm not blowing smoke here or anything, but you, sometimes you hear people, the old people, not us. Those old people. They, yeah. You know, yeah. we are best friends for so many years. And even though I didn't talk to you in five years, it's like we get on the phone because we talked on phones then and we, and we didn't miss a beat. Mm -hmm. It took us, I think it took us a couple of shows to get our, as I said in the beginning, to get our rhythm. But we we certainly have uh, rekindled the rhythm, and and these are fun discussions. I hope people watching and listening to this find it as fun. I remember we used to laugh a lot, and I think we're still laughing quite a bit. So that's a good way to go through if life. It's not man. entertaining to anyone else. At least we're entertaining ourselves. I what hope the heck? it's all funny and useful for other folks too. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap up um, for DevOps chat this episode. I'm Alan Schimmel. And I'm Mitch Ashley. And you just watched and listened to DevOps Chats. <laughs>